Hi, y'all. Welcome to another dad walk. We're going to let people filter in a little bit here. Right now, uh, it's 8.51 in Nashville, Central Time. Apologies for getting to start a little later than hoped, but you know what? Bedtime is kind of a moving target when you have a child. I guess that's true when you're an adult, too, but in more personally satisfying ways, hopefully. Um, The update on where we're at. So far, we're looking at about 2,700 steps. Not a super active day so far, but again, that's why we do the dead walk. And the weather right now is 57. I could stand it to be a little cooler, but I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to look a... A gift weather horse in the mouth. Uh, I will start with my um, most dad thing I've done. It actually happened today. So it's more of a dad dilemma or a dad crisis of dadness uh, than anything else. But I took my daughter, who's five, to Costco with me after I picked her up from school. And, and this is where I should preface that part of the process when it comes to, you know, I would say most two-parent households is you will have a stretch where one parent takes the child or children along with them on an errand, not because the child is eager to go, not because the child is necessary or even helpful, but because it's just sort of a reprieve. It's sort of a way to say, I'm going to keep this one with me so that you can have a little more quiet time in your day, a little more peace. This is how I got to Costco and was faced with a really tricky situation where my daughter looked at me and she said, I want a hot dog. It's five o'clock-ish when this happens. And... This is where, you know, the the angel dad on my left shoulder is like, no, there's a dinner plan. The dinner plan is not impromptu eat a hot dog at Costco like an hour and a half before dinner. This is just not how this is going to work. The, not the devil dad, but the values dad in me, who, like, is happy that we're in Costco in the first place, is like, wait a second. Your kid wants to have, like, one of the best bang-for-your-buck dinners possible, a giant Costco hot dog, and will definitely be set after that? How can you turn this down? Ultimately, the answer was no, we're not having a hot dog at Costco. But we're planting the seed to say yes we're going to go do that some other time. And the most bad part about this, obviously, is is the overthinking. Because, you know, if you just are on your own, whether or not you have a Costco hot dog is entirely a you decision. What kind of day have you had? What kind of day are you going to have after that? How impromptu are you feeling or not? the dad thing to do is just to make this a whole fucking model United Nations in your head. And that's what I did. Um, 
good to see good to see y'all this evening. If anybody wants to be a speaker or wants to share some dad stuff, and again, I should preface that like dad for these purposes has nothing to do with whether you have children, how you personally identify. It's it's very much a like you know it when you see it. You know, based on like the decisions that you're making and uh, what's what's motivating them. If you spend a lot of time looking up reviews for an online purchase that A, is not that expensive, and B, couldn't even possibly have that useful of online reviews, but you still do this, that's pretty dead. Um, so, if you have something you want to share, go ahead and request a speaker role. We're going to try to get some some unexpected or some new uh, some new people in here. In the meantime, until that happens, because he's right up here on the list, I'm going to see if Justin Ferguson agrees to share some dad chat with us. Oh, wait, hold on. We've got requests ahead of him. So, Justin, you may be behind. All right. Here we go. Now, I've never tried this. Okay, we have another Justin. Justin, I'm, I'm, uh, you should be able to unmute yourself and talk now. Um, are okay. you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Justin, um, last name Scaife. Am I getting that right? You're getting that right. Okay, I, I'm only able to do that because I think there Bo was Scaife. like a, t- a tight end. Yeah, 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 Bo Scaife. For Texas, Who, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think he was a Titan. Yep. And I mostly remember him because... Bo Scaife was a real reliable, my tight end got hurt, who is somebody <laughs> decent I can get off the waiver wire. Like, that was Bo Scaife. Um, Justin, what is the... Justin Scaife, not Justin Ferguson. T- take your turn, buddy. Um, what's the most dad thing you've done in the last week or so? So, I've spent quite a bit of the last week uh, just visualizing and planning out building the ultimate entertainment center. Okay. What, I, I, have what, no, I, I have no carpentry skills, but I'm pretty oh, sure. You I mean, you mean so, so you mean, you mean the, like the piece of furniture, not yes. like the, this is, this is the electronic equipment I'm going to buy. No. This is how I'm going to arrange it. You mean like an old school, like this is where I put my big TV. Yes. Okay, let's 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 walk through this. Um, let me let me ask you a deeply personal question: Did you grow up with a big honkin' entertainment center? Uh, decent sized ones. Nothing, nothing, nothing grand. Nothing like okay. what I'm envisioning. So, what wh- from whence comes this aspiration? So the idea is, I want like to get multiple TVs hooked up, like, set up so I can watch multiple football games at once. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be just, like, have this, like, gaudy, like, multiple TV set sitting out visible at all times. I want something classy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so I figure, build it in a way so that I have multiple TVs hidden behind a bookshelf, mm-hmm. and then I can slide the bookshelf out of the way, and boom, when I want to watch football, and boom, there are extra TVs there. 
So okay. I figure I'll just build some custom furniture myself. So, so how does this work? Do the bookshelves are the bookshelves moving within the furniture? Are they on some sort of track on the floor? Are you just incredibly strong and you're moving full bookshelves every Saturday or Sunday? I think I think uh, they're moving like within the furniture. I think I'll have like some hidden like ball bearings they sit on, and that I can like have two bookshelves slide by side, push one back and slide the over other over in front of the other, and they'll be like half bookshelves. So they'll be like have some drawers beneath them uh-huh. that you can slide the bookcases around. And and what what is your uh, woodworking experience to date? Um, I did like shop class 15 years ago. Okay. And what, what was the most impressive thing you built in shop class? So I'm not sure I would categorize anything I completed as impressive. Well, listen, nobody, nobody's checking your work here. You can embellish a little. It's cool. (laughs) Um, just like, I mean, just like a little, like, we, we well, like the big project was building like these little cars that would have like this like CO two engine in the back and uh-huh. you'd shoot them out and see how fast you could get them to go. Um, and I'd say my car there was pretty, pretty was like decent was decent quality. Okay, but not the size of an entertainment center that would oh, hide no. multiple TVs with this sort of Batman-y sliding bookshelf system. No, but my dad did a lot, did some woodworking when I was a kid, and I would, like, walk past him doing it in the garage when I was, like, going outside to, like, shoot hoops or something. So I've seen it be done. Yeah, you have osmotic experience. Yes. Um, okay, what, where, what stage are you in right now? Oh, still completely planning. I mean, the, like, I think the the next step I have to actually do is, like, get a place to put this so i'm like i'm in the process of house hunting Uh so so once i once i have the house and i know what space i need to fill then i'll get into like actually measuring and diagramming and doing that stuff now it's now it's purely ideas i see have you have you considered building an entirely false wall that slides away that opens to reveal secret tvs uh oh it's it's definitely been considered. Okay. It it could happen. I I'm still very very open in the ideas process, but that that feels you know what? I don't want to get too ambitious. Have at any point in this process have you considered have you looked to see if this product can be purchased? Have you explored what options there are in terms of perhaps uh a kit or some like have have you ever considered that you don't have to do this from scratch, or is that just where we're going? I've considered it, but it it, it honestly seems like it seems more fun this way. So so is that what what's motivating it? Is that if you can pull this off, the pride and the sense of accomplishment is worth the inevitable excessive amount of time it would take you compared to purchasing or assembling something absolutely like that yeah and anytime anyone comes and visits my my place for years on it'll be yeah i built that my with my own hands 
And and what color are you thinking this? And maybe I'm like going way too far down the road here, but what color is your your Batman TV set going to be? So so I just want to make one thing perfectly clear. I have the worst, like no sense of aesthetics at all. I have no idea what does or doesn't look good. Sure. So I was, I was just thinking just just black. Like I don't know, the TV stand I have now is black. Uh-huh. Fine. This is not really helping your this isn't Batman argument, but that's fine. That's cool. I, I have no problems with that, with you making that comparison. Um, are you prepared for the possibility that if you assemble this and it fails in some way, you will have effectively have entombed several television sets? I am prepared for that. Okay. Um, I'm excited for you. Like, Oh, I am too. I don't, I want to be very clear. I don't want to do this project. (laughs) Like this is not what scratches my particular itch, but you have, you have a vision and we love a vision. You have a level of confidence that Justin, I'm going to be honest. I have no real read on how well-earned it is. Oh, it it is absolutely not well-earned, but Uh I've accepted that. And I'm not going to let it stop me. And and I will say this as well. You have selected a project that if it becomes a boondoggle, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be optimistic here and say like, there's a 20% chance it's not a boondoggle. It doesn't really like, you haven't said like, Oh, I'm going to build the dining room table or I'm going to build the, you know, the bed in the master bedroom. Like you can, you can supplement your lifestyle. You can sort of like chalk this up to like, well, good try, but it didn't work, and not largely inconvenience yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Justin, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Um, if you it, here's what I'm going to ask you: if you do get to the build phase of this. Throw me a tweet and just let me know how it's going. Would love to follow oh, along. Yeah, would likely be sometime spring next year, so not anytime soon, but I'll definitely circle back around on this. Okay. I love it. <laughs> um, Justin, I'm going to put the other Justin on real quick, if that's cool with you. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Justin Ferguson, you can join now. Hello. What's Hi, up, buddy. Man? How are you? I'm doing great. I uh, I saw you were dad walking, and then I threw my headphones on and said, "Why don't I get the full experience? Why don't I do a walk?" Oh, are you out? Are walking? you out on the dad walk? I am. I'm not a dad, but I am walking like a dad. So, um, yeah, I'm getting the full experience here. I'm excited. What, what's your What's your How do you feel about it so far? Does it feel weird? Are you into it? You have more questions. Like I want. Yeah, I want this to be good for you. Yeah, um, this is, I, I walk a lot around this time of night anyway. Um, mm-hmm. It's usually a good way to kind of just decompress from the day. And so it, it is a little cooler out here than I thought it would be. Um, so trying to trying to make sure I don't get too, too chilly walking around here. It's finally cool here in East Alabama for the first time pretty much all year. Um, this is a personal question. You don't have to answer it. Do you run hot? Sport. Are you a person who runs hot? Not not normally, no. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I sort of 
unfairly assume that all college football dudes run hot. <laughs> Basically because Spencer and I do. And I just have assumed that everybody else must too. Yeah, I used to um I used to make uh, my coaches and other folks upset when I played basketball in high school because I didn't sweat very much. I'm just not a heavy sweater. Mm-hmm. And so we would be we would be running so much and everybody would look like they'd be dying. And it looked like I was barely even trying out there. And I knew that my coach would look at me and be like, all right, we got to run this kid harder. He's not pouring sweat like the rest of them. Sure. So, yeah, I guess I guess I'm an anomaly in that in that regard. How good how good of a basketball player were you at this point? Not, not, not really good. I was purely, um, you know, I came off the bench and was there just to shoot threes. That was my entire basketball career. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, just a pure like off the bench gunner. I wouldn't get embarrassed on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly tall, um, so, but I wasn't like strong enough or physical enough to actually play down low. So I, you know, I was kind of a stretch four before those were even popular. I was gonna, I was gonna say you like you, you, you're a perfect fit for the modern NBA. Yes, yes, it's good because like when I was in high school, like there were there weren't a ton of stretch players like that, and so I did not have any role models. If I had a if I had a role model uh, like that, who knows where I could have gone in my career? But no, they were like, you're tall, but you're actually not ex you know, athletic enough to do anything we want you to do on the inside. So just run around the perimeter and shoot it whenever we get it to you, See, which wasn't I, very often. I would have used you, um, sounds cr- cruel to say that about a high schooler, but I would have used you as psychological, uh, a psychological weapon against the other team. Yeah, I would have been like, let's give him minutes. <laughs> we know he won't sweat. And so the other team's going to be like, holy shit, he's not even trying. Like, what happens? <laughs> what happens if Justin turns it on and like, yeah, go super saiyan on our asses but instead he's just out here coasting in second gear draining threes over us yeah the problem was because of my height i i would usually get matched up against the tallest or the you know second tallest player on the team and that was fine most of the time where i grew up um but yeah we, we played a couple teams we had a team one time where the kid their, their team starting center was 6'10", and I switched onto him at one point, and I was like, well, this is this is not going to go well for any of us. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 that's probably the night I looked like I tried the most. I'll say that. And and it wasn't fun. It was not fun Like Like, what's the, what, what lesson are we supposed to take here? Try and sweat <laughs> and have a bad time? Come on. Come on. I'm not here to, I'm not here to do that. Garbage. Um, okay, what is the most dad thing you've done in the last... Okay, so I don't know how dad this necessarily is like the the solution to the problem, but I I feel like the problem is something that a lot of dads face. So as you know, Ryan, I I spend my time and and make my livelihood uh, on screens. Uh, I'm constantly looking at screens, typing on them, you know, working on them, stuff like that. You can, hey, if you, listen, if you want to throw a promo in here, it's totally cool. Go for it. (laughs) I, I see some of my Auburn friends in here, so I'm glad I'm glad they're I'm glad they're on. So yeah, AuburnObserver.com, check it out, folks. Um, now I uh, so I, I was I was pretty much gifted uh, with with really good eyesight most of my life. I've never really had any eyesight problems, unlike some other members of my family. So I feel pretty fortunate. For this week, though, at the beginning of the week, I, for some reason, I think I think the eye the the screen time I've had to started getting to me because mm-hmm. I started my eyes started really hurting. 
I had a hard time focusing, just the strain. And so I was talking about it, and I was like, man, this is this is getting kind of tough. And uh, I was talking to one of my sisters, and she was like, well, you should get one of those, like, you know, the, the, the blue light blocker glasses. It's like, try try those while you're working on your screens, and maybe that'll help you out. And because uh, it worked for her. And so I went and <laughs> I went to I was I was at Target and I just was like, let me buy just whichever ones they have. I didn't even really I didn't even really take good a good look at them, but I bought them. And the best way I can describe them is when I put them on, I look like the Where's Waldo guy. It's like the little round. The, the titular black. Waldo. Yeah. Yes. I look like Waldo. Um and uh, yeah, th- that would make sense that they're looking for him. That's his name. Um, and uh, it, they work. And it's funny because I put them on the first time and working. I was like, hey, this is helping. And I went back, you know, into the back of my apartment, looked at a mirror. And I was like, oh, I look like 20 years older immediately by putting on these fake glasses. So, yeah, that, it felt, felt kind of dad in that moment. Hmm. You know, eye problems for the first time. Mm-hmm. And now... Now, dad, like a very dad choice of eyewear, like very, very, uh, the, the black round spectacles sure. that, I'm, that I'm trying to wear. Now, yeah, there are a lot of dad elements to this. The fact that you were like, let's just knock this out at Target. Yes. Let's just sort of like <laughs> do the over the, ca- right. Um, did you try them on in the store and look at them before no. you purchased them? Okay. So not, here's not. the thing. And, and I don't. I'm not going to say this is not a dad thing, but what it definitely is, is a straight male thing because there is something that gets missed in, in, in some part of how we are raising young straight dudes in this country where like my wife at one point had to tell me, Hey, you have to try things on before you buy them. You can't just go into a store and say, these are the size pants I wear. These, This is the size yeah. shirt I wear. Therefore, I will purchase it and fucking leave. She's like, they have changing rooms for a reason. You have oh. to go put these clothes on. Because, like, look, this is not news to anybody. But, like, sizes don't really mean anything. They vary a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like, I had to be told that it, as an adult. As an adult, I had to be, like, sat down and told, like, you are, sh- you are c- doing commerce wrong. Yeah, and the bad thing was is that there was a mirror by the glass display, the glasses display. Sure, I yeah. I could have. Now, the, the glasses themselves were in the little bit of the, you know, the, like, like it was like a cardboard kind of holder, like, so you where the tag was, basically. Uh-huh. So you could scan it. And there were loose glasses all in there. People had gone in there and just tried them and, you know, didn't put them back in the little holder or anything like that. I could have tried. I could have tried to put them on and, and looked at myself. But then something in my head was like, nope, can't can't do that. Uh, that would be that would be like like I was going to break it or something or like, you know, what happens if I can't get the tag back on them or whatever. Um, so, yeah, because Target, Target takes that shit super seriously, obviously. Absolutely, man. I mean, they'll, <laughs> they'll, uh, what do you think those giant concrete balls are in the front? They're just going to, they're going to pick them up and throw them at you. That's you right. To... <laughs> That's right. They have, they have one extremely strong employee whose whole job is to do that at shoplifters and other people who leave the store in disarray. Yes. 100%. Um, did, uh, is there any chance you're going to return these classes? 
Probably not. They were okay. cheap. And, okay. and, and, and they are effective. Yeah. My thought process is, you know, if I wear them when I'm alone, no one will see me. And that'll be great. I don't sure. feel like I'm going to be like, I don't feel like I'm, It's. I don't think it's gotten to a problem yet where like, when I go cover the Auburn Ole Miss game on Saturday night, I don't. I don't think I'm going to be wearing them in the press box. Uh, I could, but I, I, I don't want to get made fun of any more than I already do. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's fine. They were cheap enough. They're effective. But yeah, I, you know, I wonder when my pride of just seeing myself just being like, okay, dude, you got to do something different. You got to get, you got to get some better looking glasses. You can't, you can't be walking around your apartment looking like Waldo. Here's, here's what is going to happen. You are going to forget. At some point, either you're going to like be out at a coffee shop or something. There's going to be some circumstance where you wear these outside of the strict confines you have laid out. And inevitably, you're going to run into somebody you know. It's just how it works. Like any day that I go grocery shopping in my just like on the days when I'm just like, ah, fuck real clothes. 100% run into somebody I know. It's just how these things work. Mm-hmm. And you live in a you live in a, a city like a real deal city. Um, and if that happens to you, what is it going to happen to me living in a college town? Yeah, man. So yeah, as long as you're prepared, I gotta for be that. on the alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is to sort of jump off this a little bit? What is your okay. fashion choice or fashion phase that you most deeply regret? Or you, or that you look back on and say, "What, what was that? What was I doing there?" Hmm. I've been pretty lazy pretty much my whole life when it comes to, to wearing clothes. Um, there was a stretch when I was in middle school, early high school, where I thought I could pull off like the like the skater slash surfer mm-hmm. kind of look, even though I lived in the middle of South Alabama. And, you know, every time I've tried to ride a skateboard in my life, I've like almost injured myself horribly. Um, I, yeah. So like the, I tried to like grow my hair out a, a good bit. Uh, I had like the Hurley t-shirts, like PacSun kind of was, was yep. the spot to like buy a bunch of clothes. And it was, it was not me, man. Like, um, and I think I thought it was because it was like a lot of the bands, a lot of the music I listened to you know, then and still kind of do today. It was like, oh yeah, this is, this is what these people look like. I should look like that. And, uh, it's like, no dude, you, you look too goofy for that. Mine was sweater vests. It was, sweater. Yeah, okay. it was not, it was not a long love affair. And it was even at the mm-hmm. time, I think I had a real strong sense of how, how doomed <laughs> a choice it was, but there was, and right. what's, what makes it even stupider as I was doing this in Tampa, there is no time of year, no seasonal situation oh. where you're like, you know what? A sweater vest. Unless you are like working as some sort of librarian themed <laughs> stripper. No. I was about to say <laughs> it's like I'm the I'm the doorman at a, at a certain establishment. Like I don't even know how okay, so Ryan, I don't wanna I don't wanna uh you know, you don't have to divulge too much. This sure. is your show. How old were you when you did this? Four, like, fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, that's not. You know, we all make stupid decisions when we're teenagers. Oh yeah, obviously. yeah. It's 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 a thing I can look back on and fully sort of like push in the corner of everything you thought and did was stupid. This is just a very crystalline version of that. 
So was this like okay? So the sweater vest. How regular were you wearing it? Um, I would say knowing myself and knowing other things I have like tried to do of this ilk, it was probably yeah. once every, let's say five weeks, in in the oh, fall. Okay. So probably like two okay. to three times a year where I would say, mm, you know what I think for some reason I can pull off now. <laughs> it's sort of like if you didn't play basketball, but every every month you looked at a rim and you said, I bet now I can dunk. I haven't done anything yeah. <laughs> that justifies that and I haven't practiced and I haven't even tested this in a safe environment, but I'm going to go out there and right. try to dunk right now in front of people in front of peers who will mock me and make fun of me. Yeah. I only ask that because I did, I don't know. I didn't want you to say a number where it was like, and that's when teenage Ryan tried to like, people would have known you at your school as being the sweater vest guy. So like, if it was that sporadic, I think you'd have been fine. But like, I, I was hoping it wasn't one of those things where it was like, yeah, it's Ryan. He did that thing for a few months where he just kept wearing sweater vests and it made no sense. No, I think, yeah, I, I, that didn't stick. I think what stuck was, A, the voice. Like, the voice has always been a thing that people are just like, what the fuck is that coming out of you? I don't know. I didn't ask for it to be like this. I'm not any happier. Right. Oh, so, uh, so, okay, Ryan. I, I'm going to have a work. I'm going to have a... Uh, an okay, okay. I think I think you're I th- I like your voice. Thank you, thank you. I, it's it's distinct. It's distinct. Um, I know. Do you do you just not like it? I, I, like, I am I am I, fine with it. But well, so first of all, and this was much this is much more true in the south than it is uh, in the north. If I am right. at a drive-through or answering the phone or anything where somebody can hear me, <laughs> doesn't know who I am, but can't see me, yeah. they always assume I'm a woman. And I don't like whatever. That is not a big deal. It's yeah, not a problem right. in any way. Yeah. It's just like lightly no. amusing. There are also, because again, I've chosen to do things like this that are very much like, hey, here's my voice. There are people who, if they see a picture of me or they meet me in person or whatever, they're just like, well, that doesn't match at all. And I think they're imagining <laughs> that I should be sort of like, younger Gilbert Gottfried if he was like locked uh, yeah. in a cage or some shit. So they're expecting like this little, this little tiny yes. guy, like a little, little short. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. and, and so, so, so the voice was the one thing. The other thing is that I was and still am very fair skinned. And so I would like Same. blush. If I blushed, it was powerful. If I got sunburned, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. And so some people took to calling me pinky, which again, like in ter- in terms of like, I think I can beat you though, Justin. Okay. My Spanish teacher who liked me, who thought I was a good oh, student, no. gave me oh, no. my Spanish nickname for like three years in high school was Rosadito, which is Spanish for pinky. It's the diminutive form of the color pink. That was the name she called me. And, 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 when, and when a an authority figure puts their stamp of approval, like, you're cooked. You're pinky for good. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't as widespread with me. It, it, it kinda, I kind of grew out of it in middle school. But, yeah. 
Well, here's the here's the bright side. If you ever if you ever uh, want to you know take a midlife career change into lucha libre, you've, you've oh, got yeah. a name. <laughs> we just get you a mask. And... You're gonna be great on the mic, as as we've mm-hmm. already as we've already determined. Yeah. we're gonna get you down there. We're gonna get you down there in like Mexico City. And they're like, what in the world is this? That's man right. Doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna call Godfrey. He's gonna be my manager. It's gonna be perfect. Oh yeah, I love, love it. it. His I wife's definitely it. gonna love it too. Um, oh, for sure. All right, Justin, I'm gonna pull somebody else on. Uh, I hope you. I hope Absolutely. you're enjoying your dad walk. Please, please, you know, keep it up. Uh, Auburn sure. Observer for those of y'all who either like. I, I gotta say, if you are a fan of Auburn, or if you're just like, hey, I want to see what like what's what's wrong with this thing. What's what's <laughs> what is going like if you just sort of want like the perverse behind the scenes look, yes. Auburn Observer has you covered though too. So highly recommend it. I I will I, well you're very, very kind. And uh I, I, I will leave with the note that Alex Kirshner always tells me about the observer. He says, To truly understand college football and college sports at large, you have to understand Auburn and at least know what the chaos is brewing at all moments. So yeah, you know, that's that. That's my job. I am the, I am the observer of chaos. You're the everyone. oracle. That's what you are. I am the congratulations. Oracle. I'm the congratulations. Watcher. I'm the watcher, like the Marvel. The yes, Marvel you are. Um, yes. All right. Well, Justin, thank you, um, and good luck with your Waldo glasses. Don't don't wear them to the game. Don't do that. <laughs> I will not do that. I know there's some people in here who will try to make me, okay, but I will not. Good. All right. Now we're going to pull in. We're going to pull in a different friend who I don't even know how she wants to be. Uh, well, you know what? We'll find out the hard way. Who is asked to speak, but I don't know how, what name we're using here, what. Uh, it's, I'm going to let Apple, you. It's Apple Course. It's okay. Apple Course. That's, 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 I, you know, that's fine. Uh, but um, you never know these days. People people move around. So Apple Cores, hi, how are you? Hey, I am I am also an observer of the Auburn Chaos. Um a, a witness. You're, oh, you've been you've you've like you're deeply you're like baptized in it at this point. Well I was I was baptized in the, the Ole Miss um snatch defeat from the draws of victory and then I uh then I moved into the Auburn Chaos, so it's been a wild ride from birth. You've made a lot of choices, is what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, some of them weren't choices, but then some of them were. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, some of them were just like in the blood, and then then some of them were choices. But sure, this is where sure. I live. And so, this you is... know, like like many people, I'm here for the uh, the overall chaos, hilarity, and absurdity of college football more than I'm here for you know my team to win. What does the Auburn? I I know you have a, a dad thing you want to talk about, but I have uh, like. What does the Auburn Ole Miss game even signify to you at this point? What is the sensory experience of that? Buddy, it has been all over the map from day one. Um, in early years, my first my freshman year at Auburn was Eli Manning's senior year at Ole Miss. I started the Auburn Ole Miss game that year in the Auburn student section, and then Eli scored that touchdown in the first like minute, and I left the student section, ran around to the visiting <laughs> <laughs> And then um, pretty much ever since then, I have cheered for whichever one um, is embarrassing me least at the time. 
and that can mean everything from um, from on the field to off the field results. Sure, and and often both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right, right, right now, I gotta say it's it's the Rebs. Uh, Brian Harson is embarrassing in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's yeah. a good comment. Um, do you, now I, I'm happy to let you share your dad's story. Is this personally the most dad thing you've done, or just a dad experience you would like to share? Buddy, this is gonna take it to a real serious okay. place. But my, my, but my heart is so full that I can't, I can't okay. resist. Um, so some, some folks who follow me on Twitter may know that two weeks ago yesterday, my best friend, and when I say my best friend, I mean her dad and my dad were college roommates at Ole Miss, so she's my family. Her husband was in the most horrific boating accident I could ever describe. Um, femur sliced in half in two places. Leg looks like the picture I saw from most recently looks like um, sushi grade tuna. Um, we thought we thought he was dead. We thought he was going to lose his leg. Hours didn't know if he, if he was alive. He's been in the hospital. Had to be airlifted to New Orleans. He's been in the hospital for you know that whole time. He's had about eight or nine surgeries since then. Um, been a real big thing in the fam, you know, I, I had to go get their, pick up their daughter, their eight-year-old daughter and, uh, put on a brave face and try to not give away what was going on. Um, and was very happy to get to wake her up for school the next morning and not have to tell her that her stepdad, who she's known since she was a year old, was not dead. And he came home tonight and I got to see him hug his daughter Wow! and my heart I am a Grinch, man. I'm a Grinch. It takes a lot to move me. And my heart grew three sizes this night. Um, it was it was one of the most, it was like, they're the most grateful people right now. Like, you could power a nation with the amount of gratitude coming out of this family right now. Because um, it was, it was a miracle that he lived. And he's just so fucking happy that he's still alive and still gets to hang out with his kids and his wife and his friends. Like, he is the happiest man on the planet right now, and uh, in true dad fashion, will not accept a stitch of help. Like we had, we had four of us lined up to help get him up his front steps on his leg that was just like flapping in the wind, and he would not take any help whatsoever. Had to just hop <laughs> over his leg up those steps with his walker. <laughs> yeah, I mean the stubborn the stubbornness is like a hundred percent. I. I cannot really grasp why that is. Like, there, there are probably some obvious answers about, like, what we're told masculinity is supposed to be and whatever. I, I, I guess, like, some of it has to be fear that, like, if you accept yeah. help, it means you have failed or it means that you might need help forever or whatever. But that's, like... Uh, that's so great to hear because I had seen I had seen your message about that and I was just like holy shit! So to be for him to be home and back is just yeah. wow. Now he still has a he still has a fucking wound back. Like they haven't closed it up all yeah. the way. He has this little thing with like sucking all the fuck yeah out yeah of yeah. Um, but he also has this thing where like all of our guy friends have like w- a weird like weird daddy issues and like consider him sort of the dad of the group so like he has a lot of a lot to live up to there's there's a lot he's carrying yeah yeah like he's carrying his own kids but he's also carrying like 
seven or eight grown men that I know of. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, so yeah, he is, he is home and, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride watching him just like break all of the doctor's expectations at every point. That is something. Um, can I ask what, if you yourself have had any dad experiences as of late? Um, well, my dad's been dead for about three and a half. Years. No, I, sorry, I meant it, th- dad things you have done. I apologize. Oh, I have done dad things, but I will say that my most recent, most recent, like my dad experience was when I saw that Jolie Dunn died the other yes, day. Yes, yeah. And I was like, my dad is waiting at the pearly gates to both like congratulate him and roast him, and like he's going to be real, real conflicted on which he's going to do first. Sure, like. That was my first thought. Was like, oh, dad, dad's gonna have a lot to say to Jolie Dunn in heaven. <laughs> I hope, I hope everybody else in heaven, like, I hope, like Galileo's there, and he's like, who, who the fuck, is, wh- yeah. what? And it's my just, dad's like, no, 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 I'm just been waiting to talk to Jolie Dunn. Yeah, yeah, just pushes Galileo out of the way. Fuck you, we get it. Yeah, the, the sun's cool. Whatever. Good, good. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think if I've done anything real dad. I don't know. I'm kind of old. I'm a little bit sad. Um, you know, I'm the one with the directions and the Hawaiian shirts, but, um, wait, 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 yeah. Hawaiian shirts, I understand. What do you mean you're the one with the directions? You have like on a trip, you're the one you're holding the map. At all times, I know where I'm going and I know where we're going and I'm walking the fastest and everyone has to just catch up. Okay. Has that ever backfired? Like, have you ever been wrong? Oh no! <laughs> All right. And I learned I learned those skills from being a like six year old child following a six foot four man through the airport. Yeah, I mean the good news is it's easy to spot. Yeah, but I'm not as easy to spot as him. But I am as fast and as confident in where I'm going. I have a feeling this has backfired on you, but you don't want to talk about it, and that's cool. I'm not going to put you on the spot there. Also, what could I do? I'm not. <laughs> I, yeah, I got nothing. I have I have no legal power here. Um, yeah. l- love to your friend and her family. Glad that everybody's thanks, buddy. Like, I know they're not out of the woods, but I'm glad that they are. Like, like, hey, the woods end. We can see it. Um, yeah, buddy, we are we are all we are all flying on just like happy happy gratefulness, gratitude, just chilling and thrilled with life. I'm very happy to hear it up, of course. Um. For All right, me. I'm gonna let you go, and I'm gonna pull in one more person, real quick here. Let's see if I can do this. You'd think I'd get better at this, but that's not true. If you listen to the full cast, you know that's never true. Um, Jacket Dan, you have been <laughs> added yeah. as a speaker on this dad walk. All right, so I'm doing a dad rock because it's rainy and foggy in atlanta but uh yeah i'm on the front porch rocking so am i coming through okay you're, you're doing fine um okay, good. <laughs> and i don't i don't have like the front porch thing in me mm-hmm. i don't know why like it's it's a thing i'm like i think it's the kind of person i would like to be but i pace too much uh yep and so i can't just sit on the front porch and relax Oh no, I'm I'm pretty much faking this right now because this is a visual medium. 
because I drive my wife absolutely fucking insane because if I, you know, everybody's working from home and I can't sit still for a conference call where I'm Mm -hmm. not on camera. So I walk in my backyard. Like, I mean, I just walk in circles in the backyard, like if I take conference calls. So, um, but if I was in the back talking, my wife who's asleep would be like, what the, what the shit are you doing? Right. Uh, then then it, right then now. you just look like a crazy person. So Yeah. I guess more so than usual. But yeah, I'm uh so I the rock works. I, I can have nervous energy while while doing that. Um but yeah, the dad walks uh I'm I'm a mine's during the middle of the day a lot of times I get the dog out for a walk. Sure. And so I can't dad walk after the kids are down most times. Uh but yeah, it's 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 a powerful y- you need it. <laughs> When we have kids our age, right? <laughs> yeah. You need the dead um, walk. <laughs> I have my, – my wife is is a super night owl. She does not like to go to bed early most of the time. So I sort of have the luxury of doing this. Mm. Um, but I have had to start telling my kid when I, when I go and do this because if I make the mistake of going out even for a short walk and she comes out of her bed to check on us because that's the thing she does – because she misunderstands the the <laughs> roles in this family, and I'm not there, and my wife has to say, "Dad is gone." That's problems. That's big yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah. We had to resort. So, so my I have two, but my oldest is not much younger than, than yours. She'll be five tomorrow, uh, as a matter of fact. So happy, he, happy, almost birthday. Hap, yeah, yeah. He's he's stoked. This is a fun one. He's 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 getting it. Uh, last year, for people who remember from Atlanta, we had a hurricane come through Atlanta, so the power cut out at three o'clock in the morning on his birthday, and, oh, no. and we did oh, his no. birthday morning <laughs> by candlelight. But yeah, so this one will this one will go better. Um, yeah, we had to resort to like we tried the night of a thousand walks. I think as Godfrey called it forever ago, and. Mm-hmm. and we we just have to lock his ass in his room. That that ended up becoming the the answer. <laughs> so um, he needs guardrails. He's the kind of kid you put some guardrails. He does great. If you take the guardrails off, he falls apart. Like so, just lock in the door. He'll stay in his room. He does great. He'll play in his room if he wakes up before it's time to come out. But uh, so I don't have that. But if I'm gone. It's the same thing. He doesn't get I, it. He'll completely freak out. I mean, people, grown adults are not that different. If I yeah. got on an airplane and they were just like, yeah, do whatever you want. There's no seat belts. There's no, there aren't even chairs. <laughs> just like, we're kind of playing it fast and loose here. We trust you. Make good choices. I wouldn't trust myself. I'd just be like, nah, I'll take, I'll take a train. Fuck yes. This. Now, I, I think we have about 20 months worth of example that if you offer people the opportunity, to make choices, <laughs> they're, they're not going to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, yeah. No, you can't you can't do those things. But no. So I'm my kid passes. I, we're kind of cursed with uh, and blessed, I guess, depending on how you look at. It. He's an early riser. Mm-hmm. But that also means he passes out early. So, so let's 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 break. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think people who don't have or haven't been living with children, I don't think they know what early riser means. I think they hear that and they hear, ooh, 7.30. What does early riser mean in your house? Or, uh, so if I'm, I'm really thrilled if he doesn't get up, if he'll wake up after 5.45 in the morning. Okay, we've had a, yep. We've had, a, we've had a good day. 
and like I joked like last week, I was like, you know what? I think I'll stay up for the full cast after dark. And both of my kids were up before five o'clock in the morning. That day. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's him, you know, and so it can be four thirty, five o'clock. I'm pretty much up any morning by six. That's that's going to be my day. Six, six, fifteen. Maybe I can sneak in a cup of coffee before I have to let them out and start making breakfast. It's like being a medical resident. It's like you're just going to have these terrible hours and they're not going to be consistent. And also, you're not even making that much money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't pay me and you make them breakfast and it's the thing they asked for. And maybe in the period of time between they asked for it and the time you made it, they decided they hate whatever you made. See, and, uh, see, I will say we have we've been trying a new thing for the last few weeks where we've just assigned, we've just said each each day has a breakfast. Mon- Monday is Cheerios day. Tuesday is yogurt and fruit. If you want, that can become a smoothie because that's still yogurt and fruit. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is pancakes. Thursday is like, like I'm uh, listen. I have learned long ago that giving anybody parenting advice is almost entirely a waste of time because all these children are wildly different, what they respond to, what they don't respond to, what motivates them. There's no consistency. But we just just got tired. Like, I I have lived that life. And when you you soft-boil an egg for somebody who immediately says... Oh, I don't want this. Like, oh, that feeling sucks. That's yeah. like the mixture of anger and defeat and fuck you. Oh, it sucks so bad. Uh, and and that's the that's the you know the for us with two like the second one. So my other one's gonna be three on New Year's Day. Uh, that I always joke. He he was born the same day that you know being a, a Georgia Tech fan. He was born the same day that Bevo attacked Uga. So I was like, okay, uh-huh. I, I, I don't know what my number one best thing that happened today was. But um, yeah, he's completely different than his brother. He, he sure. eats better. They like different food, you know. And that's the. But we're also running into the you have to have two of everything. Even if one of them doesn't like it, he wants right. to try the thing he knows he doesn't like. Right. So they'll just. God, I love them to death, but they drive you up a damn wall. That's that's part of the yeah. fun of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get to the question that uh, I ask all guests on Dad Walk. What is the most dad thing you've done as of late, Dan? Yeah, um, so this one, and, and I'll try to keep this story somewhat short, but um, so I'm, I'll, I'll go back for a couple of weeks. We were at the zoo. I took the boys to the zoo. I'm giving my wife a break on a Saturday. I, I run over to take both of them, and the 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 eldest is in that every time he goes someplace and we probably set a bad precedent he thinks he gets something like a car or a stuffed animal or whatever else and he really wanted this this stuffed animal at the zoo and uh I, it, it's not my proudest moment but i kept trying to explain to him you know we got enough stuff you have things your birthday's coming up we'll talk to somebody else he went ryan i finally just lied to him <laughs> and said i don't have any money mm-hmm. and, and here's the funniest part. He was like, oh, we don't have any money. Okay, that's fine. He was like, you were, and he actually said, he goes, you were talking so stupid. You should have just told me we don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to teach him about gratefulness and all this other stuff. And it's like, no. I, I don't want to lie to you, son. I really don't. 
children, children have like a cold calculating logic that you often see in like I'm not gonna say like serial killers, but like maybe like uh, contract assassins. Yeah, where it's sort of like, well, if these things can happen, and we all agree that they can, we all agree that there's ice cream in the fr- in the fridge. Then, like, it, you have to eat. Like, I don't see the problem here. I don't yeah. understand the ceremony that you're standing on yeah. in between me and my bliss. Yeah, yeah, I you, I understand. I, you got me the you got me the giant stuffed snake the last time we were here because sure. because you said it was a good day and I I had behaved so. I'm behaving, so let's just start with we want stuffed lemur this time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah finally, okay. Daddy has no money in his wallet. Oh, well, why didn't you tell me that? That's- I mean, the good news is, until they learn about credit cards and shit like this, as long as you are willing to just basically be cashless, you can pull this con off for a while. Yeah. Like yeah. you can, you can lean hard on this. Yeah, and it, it, it's and it's it's like a terrible bad thing. I don't I don't you know obviously we we got the running lies you know we're gonna use Santa and the Easter Bunny and and some of that type of stuff right. But even even sure. then I don't I don't want to lean in too hard to the you got to be good you know and all of those types of things. We still want to try to teach him some actual moral structure. But yeah, no, they're you know he's an ego. He's what like twenty percent ego and eighty percent it probably right <laughs> right point, you know so. It's all desires, and you just try to you try to manage around those. But yeah, I mean that's the that's like the the serious dad moment. There was that one, and then uh, yeah, that's probably my most dad thing. Beyond just like you know, still Matt Udford's line, just uh, you know, just suppressing the rage. Single <laughs> day, sure. These these kids I love so much. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> can create it, especially if it's bath time right now, and it's our three-year-old. Is uh, he has decided everything should be hard? Our almost three-year-old. It's his yeah. greatest power in the world is making everything hard. So that's uh, that's always that's always fun. And he's my funny kid, so that makes it even more interesting. To go back to the Santa thing, I don't think any child in the world in let's say modern human history, because maybe back in the day when Christmas was like, hey, you get an orange, and that's a big fucking deal. <laughs> maybe then it worked, but I, I don't think anybody has actually taken to heart the Santa watches you and is keeping a moral inventory of you, and therefore you need to change your behavior. I think that maybe works in the moment to stop a child from doing something you don't want them doing right then. But it is incredibly like in no way there aren't people who like absorb this the same way. Like, and I can say this as a lapsed one, like it's not like Catholic guilt where you carry it with you. Nobody's walking around being like, boy, thank God Santa really set me on the right. No, that shit doesn't work. Yeah. No, it's it's an in the moment thing, right? It's a it's a definite it's a tantrum breaker or a, you know actually I think anything it's a little bit it didn't work for the birthday thing but it does seem to be working for Christmas or at least for big purchases is a little bit of just the delayed gratification thing, sure, right? Sure. Like he's he's on the edge of outgrowing his bike. He wants a new. Okay, well why don't you ask Santa for a bike, right? That gives right. you a little a little notion. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely yeah. I don't feel like it's uh, being catholic adjacent i don't feel like i'm doing lifelong damage because we're not using it too much 
But it was funny. We're riding in the car to daycare the other day, and he goes, well, ha- have I been good enough to get presents from Santa? And it's mm. like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah, you've been doing great. You've been doing uh-huh. good Good report cards from school lately, so sure. But, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, because yeah, you don't want to push it too hard. I don't want to give him a complex. That's the, like, the, the, they're not stereos, right? There's no, I just set this switch over here to this one and that switch over to that one, and he's going to turn out normal. Who knows yeah. what? Who knows what'll freak them out? So you gotta, you don't want to push it too far. That's the, the the fun part of this is when are they gonna? What, when you go? Oh crap! That was permanent. He's oh gonna right. Remember that yeah. when he's thirty. Yeah, okay. I soldered this in there way too well. Right. Um, my my daughter looked at me at dinner the other night, and she said, "Is Santa real?" She just came out and oh, asked, God. just like laid it, laid it out there, like, "Hey, let's cut through the bullshit, dude. Is Santa real?" So this is what I did, and I still don't know if I made the right choice. I said, hmm, let's look it up. And I went to Wikipedia, and I found the entry for St. Nicholas. Because I know that at least in the way that we're all, you know, doing the saint thing, I can point to somebody and say, that, see, here, real. And she says, did he die? And I say, (laughs) well, it says he did, but he's very magical. And you met him a couple years ago. And she said, yeah, I don't think he's dead. And so I'm like, I don't, I feel like I've walked a very lawyerly line here. Well, I didn't say Santa is real. I merely presented a few pieces of selective evidence to end, to maybe push you in that direction. But you can't say that I lied. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't perjure myself in any way. And it is. Yeah. Ours. Uh, I don't know if you went through this. My eldest was like two years ago. He was excited. So he's three for that Christmas. But he was really into the he's like he kept just coming back to. You. So how is Santa going to get in our house? How, how, sure. how does Santa come in my house? And he was not once he woke up and saw all the Paw Patrol crap he got. He was thrilled. Mm. But he was really not cool with the idea of why are you telling me a stranger's going to come into my house? That sounds sure. horrid. <laughs> That's yeah. a terrible plan. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you went through that one or not, but it was a funny thing to see him. He's like, no, I'm not a fan of this at all because you're telling me a stranger's coming in my house. So we had the particular we don't we don't have that problem now. Sort of. We had the we had the problem of we lived somewhere that didn't have a chimney. Mm. We didn't have a fireplace. So the whole the whole rigmarole doesn't line up. You're like, how's this supposed to happen? So, and I stole this from a friend who basically was like, this is what we do. You get like a embellished key of some sort. Not obviously nothing real, but you know, some prop at uh, Michael's or Joanne fabrics or whatever that you can Christmassy up a little bit as you like. And you put it somewhere conspicuous. You hang it on the doorknob, you put it on under the mat, whatever, and you say, we said, this is Santa's key. We put it out on Christmas so he can get in the house, then he locks up when he leaves, but it's just for Santa, it only works for him, blah, 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 blah. And that, like, the, that, that at least passed muster. Yeah, yeah, they're smarter than we think, <laughs> at least in their own way, so they're at least sly. We, um, we ended up bringing that last year, and it settled him. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, same thing. My mom got him kind of the same type of thing, and we hung it on the front door, and uh, it seemed to calm him uh, down. But he also got last year. He was more like, oh, no, 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 Santa brings presents. So we'll have to see how the little one does this year. 
since he'll be about the same age when it was a, a to-do, a thing, if you will. I, I, I want to share one more thing, and then I'm going to let everybody go because it's late. Um, I have, there is one thing that seems to be consistent from my childhood, maybe yours, our age cohort, to my young daughters. And that is, a kid will still enjoy the hell out of a catalog. We have started to get them in the mail, the Target catalog, the local toy store, whatever. It really doesn't matter. But, like, I watched her do this, and I'm like, this is exactly what I did. Going through every page, item by item, finding a marker, circling the items she wanted, which in many cases words like seven out of the nine things on a page. <laughs> It means, like, I'm like, this is what I did with the fucking service merchandise catalog to really betray my age here. Like, that is somehow, in a world where print media is dying more and more every day, <laughs> the joy of just going through a catalog and sort of saying, look at all the shit I can buy. Like, the Wells Fargo wagon's going to come bring it to you in seven months. <laughs> it's still, like, a very satisfying experience to a young child. Yeah, and I'll uh, and I know we'll, we'll let everybody go, but I had a funny enough for that. Uh, my eldest found we had come up with just the Scholastic catalog from school, right, to order books, and he was excited. He asked my he goes, "Did you get this book for me? For me?" And he started going, and I think just to look at the pictures and think that he could pick out his thing, right? That the power of choice for a little kid is a. It, it's a powerful thing. It sticks with them. So that's, that's good. Yeah. I need to quit throwing all these damn catalogs away that are oh, still man. in my if mailbox. You, yeah. If you want to, if you want to just like occupy a child of a certain age for like, I'm talking like a good half hour, throw them a catalog and a pen and just be like, start, start, start thinking, start brainstorming. You have no money, but just what should <laughs> like, that's not going to stop. That doesn't stop any of us. We still all buy lottery tickets and think about the dumb shit we're going to buy. It's just a different version of that. Go, ha, go ham. There we go. There it's, it's a, and funny enough, that's my son's name. So there you go. So go ham. We, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, actually, you go. A, well, awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Dan, thank you for, thank you for joining this dad walk. Um, all right. Um, I think, I think we're going to call it here. I think that's a good, definitely got a, a good walk-in for those of you who are, are, are wrapped for that information. We're up to, yeah, we did like a good 7,000 steps. Love that. You know, love love getting a little energy out before the end of the day. It's just the oldest man you know right over here. Um, I think we're probably, I'm going to probably start figuring out how to put these out on a uh, podcast feed of some sort just because I think that'd be fun. And also, sure, why not? Uh, thank you to everybody who joined tonight. If I didn't get to you, hop on next time. Uh, this is a lot of fun talking to people who decided to make their own bookcases that hide televisions and talk confidently about ball bearings. I don't think ball bearings is the thing, but I don't know. I was an English major. I can't build anything. I can't like what criticism can I offer here? What help can I offer? None, but that's important. It's important to know. It's important to know when to ask for help. Like Apple Corps friend is it needs to accept and learn, but it's also important to learn when you have no help to offer. And buddy, I, I work at online media. That is frequently the case. 
if you want, I can make you a bomb-ass chocolate cake and maybe talk to you about YouTube. That's about it. Uh, all right. Everybody have a great night. Thanks for coming on, Dadwalk. We'll do it again soon.